On Racing HQ, Monday's Experts, studying the form of racing's characters. Monday's Experts, he'd have always got the good oil, pity you can't put a bet on at the finish of a race. Yeah, it's a time for our Monday's experts. And as always, at this time of a Monday, around 11 o'clock Australian Eastern Daylight Saving Time, we have a chat with names in the form guides that we see, whether they be trainers, jockeys, owners, or even media personalities. And we find out a bit about the story behind their name. And if you're listening on the podcast on Monday's Experts, hello to you as well. We've had some great yarns, and I thought I'd start 2023 with a name I think we're going to see appear in our form guides for New South Wales racing a lot more. Matthew Kelly is a young trainer. He trains out of the nation's capital, but he's originally from Cooma, and he joins us on the phone now. G'day, Matt. G'day, Dave. How you doing? Good, mate. Good to talk to you. And I think it's uh, on the on the back of uh, a couple of your stables runners' performances in the last couple of weeks, it's good to have a chat with you because it is a name I think we're going to see appearing. How does a young bloke from Cooma end up training in the nation's capital, mate? Um, tell us a little bit about the story. Oh, well, the story behind it all was um, originally my father trained uh, out of Cooma, which is that's the only place he has trained originally. Um, he only ever had one or two horses in work, self, self-owned, self-funded, and um, obviously I was, I was helping him along the way, riding track work for him, and that's what got me addicted to the game, started from there. Um, we, had, we had a little bit of a success. We only bought second-hand horses, cheap cheap online horses that were going terrible, had no form, and that's all we could afford. That's that's all we had, and we'd, un- we'd usually improve them a little bit. Um, we had one one good horse um, oh, before before I was riding track work, which was Supreme Butterfly, who won a few races in Sydney, uh, won the Snake Gully Cup, and then um, whilst I was riding track work um, for, for my father, we had a, a few other good ones that, got me really hooked and I thought that if you're going to make a go of it, you can't really do it in Cooma. you got to go somewhere where there's a little bit upbeat, a few more owners and a bit better facilities. So I, I moved up to Canberra and uh, went went forming for Dad up here and opened up a satellite stable is where it really kicked off and we're going all right and picking up a few clients along the way and we decided that it might be the time to put my name on it and and uh, try have a go at it. What did you, as a young bloke growing up in Cooma, mate? Um, so did you go to school there? Yeah, lived there, born and bred there. Went to school there, played footy there. I um, I've done my building apprenticeship. Uh, did all that in Cooma, so I was a full time builder. And uh, we just we just had a couple of racehorses, just as hobbyist trainers on the side. So my main income was building, and then um, was fully qualified and. I had enough of it all and said, bugger it, I'll, I'll move up to Canberra and, and see if we can make a go of it. And what about uh, as a as a youngster, mate, uh, and being around the horses with the old man, what, what type of things did you sort of absorb from watching your dad, Dave? Uh, a lot of things. He's um, he's pretty handy with a horse. He he was previously um, a police officer and in the Mount of Police. So, um, he, he knows what he's doing and... Um, he probably used a few of his techniques from from that onto it, like you, uh, you know, as far as trying to get your horse mentally in in the right place to race. He he would have used that for his race horses, and um, he he's, he was he done a pretty good job with them. So I kind of picked up a lot of things 
from him. And then since moving to Canberra, I've had a couple of trainers there that I, I work really closely with, like Grazi Vela. He's um he's a very good trainer as well, so I've learnt a lot from him as well. So I've been in the right hands to kind of learn as much as you can. And and like any young bloke, um, you know, what, whatever you're doing in whatever profession it may be, you absorb bits and pieces from here and there, but you also put your own mark on it. What type of trainer would you call yourself? Oh, look, I don't really know what type of trainer I'd call myself, but uh, I like to think that because... Because I, I write a lot of my own work, I feel like I um, can get a really good feel of what the horses are doing leading up into a race or what we need to change or what we need to do differently. And I, I think being a trainer that does do that, you've kind of, it's got to be beneficial to try to be getting your horses going a little bit better sometimes. So you can, it, it's a bit hard to to, um, like, from my point of view, it's hard for me to understand if track work riders come back of, of what they mean because I'm used to doing it myself. So um, that's probably the one thing I find is probably put a little trademark on myself that I do a lot of the riding myself and can kind of get a really good gauge of, of where they're at. We're chatting with uh, Matt Kelly this morning, a young trainer from the nation's capital who is no doubt chasing some riches when it comes to the country championships this year. I want to talk about your stable before we talk about individual runners. So how many have you got in work? Uh, we've got 10 in work at the moment. Um, yeah, a couple of couple of fast ones there and a, a couple of mediocre ones. But, yeah, there's, there's, I've got three three hopes there for the champs. Um, obviously, Invitational is up there as well, who won the other day at Wagga. She won quite nice. And um, I've been trying who's getting aimed for the race and also Prophet's Pride and my three for this year. So how does a young bloke like yourself with those 10 in work get, you know, get these these good fast ones, um, these ones that can put their best foot forward and be right in country championships? Is it, has it been a, a fact of you going out and sourcing these particular horses or has it been good owners that have come through the family? How has it worked? Oh, it's been a mixture of both. Like, I just, I just try and, whatever I have in the stable, I always put 110% effort into them and get them going as best as they can and win, win the greater race that they they can win. So when you, when they're kind of getting results with what you have, people take acknowledgement of that and um, see you start and get a few results and, and they approach you and say, look, we've got this, would you would you take this horse? And, and it goes from there. And, and, and the other side of it is um, a couple of other horses that I have is because I've known the owners coming from Cooma, they live, in, they live there and, and they've always had horses and, and because I'm locally from there, they send them to me. So there's, there's two, two sides of it, um, but, but also um, uh, especially invitational. I, I got her as a, um, as a two-year-old, unraced two-year-old. So that's, you know, as much as me, that's just probably luck that sometimes you get a fast one, sometimes you get a slow one. So um, with, with her, it was just, just lucky that, she um, is as fast as what she is, and um, yeah, we, we just we try and just keep her keep her going like that. She is pretty special. Her win the other day at Wagga Invitational was pretty good. You can go and check that out if you're listening on the podcast or live on the the uh, not only the Sky Racing website but also on the Racing New South Wales website. Um, what I loved about her win was the fact that it was a bit stop start. She sort of had to to get out, balance up, and then go bang. Yes, he did. And 
Well, it was, it was always going to be the question mark was barrier one because the first go of 1,400, I couldn't really set Sean down with too many instructions because I, I didn't know where we would get to in the run. As long as we didn't have, have her under too much pressure um, and have her too forward and, and be under too much pressure, we need to have her wherever she was comfortable. And I just wasn't sure where that would be. And turns out it was near last on the fence, which wasn't ideal. Um, and a few, a fair, fair bit of traffic in front of her leading into the turn. And I knew we'd, we'd struck a bit of trouble somewhere along the way. And yeah, the, the, the final, final furlong was, that was the best part of it. I think you, you'd kind of think at the 300, you'd be, if you won, you'd be lucky to win, but really kicked away and, and won with authority in the end. And that's, that's the part I liked. Yeah, very much so. We're chatting with Matt Kelly this morning on Racing HQ. You mentioned another horse in there that uh, for the country championships, which is uh, I've been trying. He sort of burst onto the scene, didn't he? Similar through uh, Wagger and made his way up the town. Yeah, he has. Yeah, and he he's he's always been pretty special. He's he's got a very clean record on him. Previously trained by Stevie Johnson, who who retains um, the ownership in him. He done an excellent job with him, and then they elected to send him up to Canberra. We're a little bit better facilities for him, and he's just um, exploded on the scene, I reckon. And he's gone for a spell. He's come back. He's barrier trial on Thursday at Maruya, and I think he's improved again this prep. He looks bigger and stronger, and yeah, I, th- I think he, he's going to be a, he's a massive chance in the um, country champs. Is it a bit of a bugger that you have to have them racing against each other? Oh, it is in one sense. It, it'd be okay if they could run top two. Yeah. You could get them both in, but yeah, it is, it is. You'd, you'd like to be able to split them up, but I guess when it comes to them type of races, the the more fishing line you got in, the more fish you're going to catch. So if you can have as many in there as you can, if they're up to that grade, well, you're more likely to snag a position in the final at some stage, hopefully. Matt, how is it training in the nation's capital, mate? We see a lot of trainers moving from that part of the world, but obviously you've got ten there. Do you finding it? Div- do you find it difficult? Um, does yeah. it put a bit more pressure on you? Yeah, it is, it is a little bit difficult. Um, it's it's kind of it's a bit hard to see all these bigger trainers like Matty Dale and and Nico Nick Olive packing up and, and going elsewhere. Which I'm sure that they, if they had the choice, they wouldn't want to do that. But from a business point of view, it's just had to be done. And yeah, it's it's quite difficult to see them do that. And, and you're here in Canberra trying to make a goal of it, and you kind of in the back of your mind you think, well, should I be thinking of moving elsewhere as well, or or what, but it's just at the moment with just 10 horses in work um, it's okay for myself um, we can kind of get away with um, obviously I don't employ that many people and my workers compensation isn't as high as say a big trainer there so I can just scrape in there from a business point of view but the track itself has unbelievable facilities that they offer you there, the, the swimming pool and the tracks and, and walkers and, and they have everything there that you need um, to, to train a good horse and especially the facility that I train out of. My stables um, are, are big stables and attached to them are big day yards, um, plenty of sun, plenty of air, and the, the horses just thrive in there. Like I've, I've, I've received a few horses from um, bigger stables, Sydney stables, and you can just tell their demeanour changed within seven days of moving down there just back to a country, a bit more of a country environment, and, and you can just see them thrive. And that's, I think that plays a big part in having horses go good, is having them in the right mental state. You know, you, 
if they're upset and and not try and they're sour at home, nine times out of ten, you're going to take them race day, and they're they're not going to put in their best performance. Yeah, uh, Matt. What about uh, yourself? You're not obviously dealing with Ferraris. You've been lucky enough to, to have some fast ones in. But what about the, the project horses? Because no doubt you'd be getting some horses that, that need a, a bit more extra attention than others. Yeah, I do. I've, I have I have received a fair few of them. And they're kind of – I've kind of learned a little bit having a couple of the faster ones there. The fast ones are easy to train. It's the, it's the ones that aren't riddled with ability and – and have a few issues, whether it's feet or whatever issue they have, they're the ones you, you start pulling your hair out, trying to work out how we can get it going better or what we can change to, to help us problems. But, yeah, back back to um, kind of the facilities at Canberra, they they help me as well. They're having all the different tracks. You can work them on, whether it's um, if they're foot sore or whatever it may be, you can work them on different surfaces to... Um, benefit that horse or the swimming pool, so I think that plays a big part in uh, receiving them type of horses that do have issues, um, having the right facilities to accommodate that. Matt, what about the future? You've got ten in work at the moment. I mean, if you do go on and win country championship qualifiers and you know have good performances throughout the year, people are going to be ringing you and saying, "Mate, we're going to send you a horse." What's the the goals and dreams for the rest of the year? Yeah, mate. Well, that's that is the goal. Um, I'd love to. I'd love the phone start ringing and 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 be offering some some nice horses that you could um, work with. That'd be that'd be ideal. Um, and and I, at the moment, I have ten horses in work. You know, I could go to fifteen or twenty um, without any issues. Um, so that 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 ideally is the is the main aim, just to grow a little bit bigger. Hopefully, a little bit more quality stock there, and and try and knock off a few bigger races. You know, I'd, I'd love to be going to Randwick or Rose Hill every every weekend instead of you know your country meetings. But that's just you got to work your way through the ranks like everyone does. And all you can do is do your best with what you have, and that's what kind of the motto is in the stable. It doesn't matter what they are, we we get them going as best as they can, get them to win races where they're capable of winning. And hopefully the rest just falls into place. Yeah, I like it, mate. It's a good attitude and good mantra to have. And I tell you what, uh, if you keep bringing that mantra to the table, mate, you're going to continue to have the success in which you're having. So, the next time we'll see Invitational will be at Maria. Um, nah. So she'll she, uh, the next time she'll be a couple of weeks off the scene now. Just because she she is a tiny little filly, honestly, she'd probably be she'd be lucky to be 15 hands high. And a lightly framed little thing, so we're probably going to space her runs now, give her a few weeks, and find her next assignment. She'll have to have one more run before she goes to the champs because it's, it's just that awkward stage. It's too far away to give her nothing. Um, so we'll have to give her one more run somewhere. Not setting stone where that'll be just yet. Whether it's a, a three-year-old racing town, or we might find a nice little racer in the country somewhere. But she'll have one more. And then most likely go to the champs will be will be her main aim for for this year. Okay, all right. So she'll go uh, that way. And then I've been trying trials. Are you said at Maria? Yeah, we want to give him a trial down there just purely because that's where the qualifier will be. And he's never he's never had a look at the track, so we want to just take him down. He, he needs to have a, another jump out or a, a barrier trial anyway, just just for fitness. So um, we elected to send him down there just to give him a look at it before he heads back down there for the qualifier, just so it's not so unfamiliar for him.
It's great. Been great to talk to you this morning, Matt. Um, you've been a breath of fresh air. Mate, how old are you? Uh, 26. 26. I tell you what, you've got an old head uh, on those shoulders, mate. Uh, you've obviously been around some good stock and your parents have instilled you with some pretty good morals, mate. Uh, and I look forward to seeing how your career unfolds. And, geez, if you're 26 and getting horses like this, who knows what's around the corner, mate? Yeah, I hope so. I hope so. But, yeah, I'll just, yeah, I'd like to also say, well, we're on that topic. It, it has played a big part. Um, parents, family, um, mates I've long, met along the way, they're, they're the big supporters of me. And, like, training racehorses is a difficult game. There's lots of highs and lots of lows, and you've got to, got to fill yourself around with good people that can, can pick you up and keep you going. And there, there's a lot of people around me that really, you know, they... they um, they're, they're nearly invested into my business like I am, so it's really good to have them around. Well said, mate. It's a great way to finish. Uh, Matt, enjoy the next couple of months, mate. It's going to be a bit of a roller coaster for you. Right. Uh, thanks very much, Dave. Cheers, mate. Uh, Matt Kelly joining us this morning on Monday's Experts. Great chat. And, of course, he trains out of the nation's capital, and we're going to see his name, of course, appear when it comes to, comes to the uh, country championships over the next couple of months. It's 11.21 on Sky Sports Radio.